Nature Before Dementia is proudly brought to you by station sponsors The Dirt, 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker, for all your off-road camping needs. Welcome to Adventure Before Dementia with Anita and Mike here this lovely Saturday morning up here in the hills. Hello, Mike. Hello. Good morning to you. (laughs) Good morning to you out there. Hello. A bit chilly this morning. Oh, it is. Very icy. Had a little ice on the icy meter on the car (laughs) saying it was cold just in case we hadn't worked it out already. (laughs) That's right. And, of course, today we're going to be talking about... Travelling in groups. Yes. The uh, highs and lows. Yes. As uh, good as travelling with other people is that uh, sometimes, you know, things don't quite go as planned. No. We've got a few tips there for you, both uh, how to get out and how to stay in. (laughs) Yep. When it all goes pear-shaped, sometimes it's just better to leave. That's right. But a little bit about us. Yes, that is right. We own the only... Camper Trailer Superstore in the Adelaide Hills. Wow. Did you know that? No. And and uh, so our job, as we see it, is to bring the best brands to South Australia. Because South Australians, you know, we're the hub of the outback here. Oh, we are. And it's only right that we have the uh, best Australian brands here, and that's what we do. That's right. In our little shop. We've done a quite a bit of travelling in the past as well. We did the big lap in 2011, uh, racking up over 60,000 k's, spending yeah. 13 months on the road. Yes. 13 months, that is a I'm, I'm also going to put together a bit of a um, movie. I'll put a it on movie. our YouTube channel. And it's about, uh, it's just all of our best shots of the whole year and some of our magazine articles and just things because people keep asking about it. So I thought, well, let's put up a movie and so people can see it in, I think I could only get it down to 30 minutes. <laughs> That's a bit long, but there's. I took over twenty six thousand photos, so that's um, two iconic destinations like Cape York, the Kimberley, the Simpson, and the like. That's right. So, look forward to that on our Facebook page. That's right, and also uh, on our Facebook page, we've got a few pictures of us camping with groups. If you want to check it out, it's Adventure Before Dementia, eighty eight point nine. And also, don't forget, you can either listen to us live on air or you can stream us via the app, the Hills Radio app, and also live stream via the internet. So there's no excuses for not no. listening this morning, really? So you can't just get us in the hills, you can get us wherever. So we're going to start off this morning with a bit of Crowded House, I reckon, and the sounds of then. Sorry about that. That was Ganga Jang. <laughs> This is Australia, not Crowded House. Crowded House will be a bit later on. Oops. My good, bad. Good song, mate. Oh, I like this it This is Australia. That's right. And we are talking about Australia. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> we are talking about travelling in groups this morning. And uh, I think it would be fair to say travelling in the outback is a great thing by yourself. Fantastic. But sharing it with close friends is something else. It really takes it to the next level. Yep. So the question is, how many? Oh. How many? How many is too many or how many would you go with? Well, (laughs) either or. How many? So I guess the risks with travelling with a large group is that 
uh, particularly with people that you don't know. I mean, obviously, people that you know, uh, well, you know them, uh, you know their strengths and weaknesses and the fact that you're travelling with them uh, suggests that uh, you work well with them. So it's not an issue, but it's, it's, it's only when the group extends that you really risk the chance of... Losing control? <laughs> that and, you know, obviously everyone's different. There are yeah. different personalities and uh, it just increases the risks of butting heads with somebody. Yeah, not everyone thinks the same, and no, it's yeah, not it's, everyone has the same interests. No, no, that's right. So, Some people want to go see museums and art galleries. That's it, and other people just couldn't care less. Like you, <laughs> some people just want to go to the pub. Some people just want to set up and take it in. Other people just want to drive all day. That's oh. the, the trip is to them. The trip is all about driving, and if they can drive from, driving, you know. Driving. All the daylight hours, they will. And look, we've all been there. I mean, I used to do trips like that. Yep. Um, That's right. Four-wheel drive clubs don't really walk. They just drive. Yep. Yep. Yes. So in our view, two to three couples is an ideal trip. Yep. You know, it just keeps the numbers small. And why is that? Well, I think when you're on the road, uh, particularly when you're in a, well, you're in a convoy, you communicate over the UHF, and yep. if there's 20 people, communi- um, <coughs> excuse me, competing for uh, airspace, it just comes a little bit tricky. Yeah. Same with choosing a campsite. Yeah. You know, it's much easier to find a campsite for a group of three than it is for a group of ten. Yeah. Yeah, unless you've pre-tripped it and you found somewhere big to camp everybody, like the Simpson Desert. <laughs> yep. <coughs> yeah. So uh, we reckon. Two, two to three. Two to three is a good number. But sometimes you do have to travel in larger groups and when that happens... That's it. ..where you just sort of... ..you can split up a few groups, make them a bit smaller. Yeah, well, you need to learn to manage the numbers mm. the best to avoid clicky groups as well. Oh, yep. If you, don't, uh, if you don't move the group around, people tend to get into comfortable groups and then, you know, there's less social interaction with the rest of the members. Yeah, and that's... That happens a lot in um, four-wheel drive clubs or things like that. It's not that it's a bad thing, but some people will get left out yeah. and they'll feel like they're not part of the that, the actual trip. Yep. And you need to just mix it up a bit, mix the groups around. Yep. Let everyone have a say, not just one person. It's, it's everyone's trip. Let yep. everyone put yep. their input. And communication is another big thing. Yep. Always gather probably around the fire at night, make sure everyone was happy with the trip or what everyone thought. There's no no reason why not to ask. And then maybe brief on the next day, perhaps. A few little activities on the first night to get people to uh, feel a bit more comfortable and talk to and mix within the group. Yeah. As much as that seems seems like a little bit bit childish. Um, It has to happen though, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. Not everyone's, uh, you know... uh, Social butterfly. Some people are little shy people. Yeah, and they need to um, just have that little push. Push a little. That's yeah. right. It's not off the cliff. That's just push forward. <laughs> the other thing is, is push yeah, if you have later. a campfire, that's a good way for everyone to mm, chat. That's it. And if you maybe cook a damper, share the damper around, or or something like that. We, we just found that really worked well on one of our trips, and and it just sort of branched out from there, didn't it? Yep. Reminds me of a story. Oh, uh-oh, Mike's going to tell a story. We love stories, don't we? <laughs> uh, one year we were up at Cape York. This is this is a 
quite a funny story actually. Mm. We went up to Cape York with one couple and we left with two other ones. <laughs> and that is just, uh, that is a, a beautiful story about group dynamics and yeah. even, even small groups, some people, you know. That's right. And no, we didn't throw the keys in. It was just, <laughs> it was just a matter of um, we all camped in this one spot and just happened to cross paths with this other Two, two couples, couples and ended up travelling with them for quite a while after that, yep. a few weeks. We became very good friends. Yeah. Still keep in contact with them now. Yep. And they might be listening now, Max and Lindley and Andrew Joanna. and Joe. Yep. Yeah. Hello. Great, great people. And they're one couple's involved in four-wheel drive club, but the other one isn't. So, but it all worked out that we were all very like-minded. Promised we would catch some barramundi. Never happened. Yes, Max. <laughs> But it was great. It was a great trip, that was, um, discovering really a point out near Cape York, yep. which we wouldn't have gone to otherwise, didn't really hear about it much from anyone yep. on, on the road. And it is always good to travel in numbers just for safety. Yeah, that know? too, yes. So, Especially because our car was a bit <coughs> sick. <laughs> well, and remember, Andrew drove uh, his, uh, his vehicle into, what was that, deep... River crossing up there? Nolan's. Nolan's Brook, that's mm. right. It uh, went in healthy and came out unhealthy. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's when we met them up at Cape York. He'd pretty much pulled out all the interior of his car. It was drying out. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that's how we met those guys. So. Yes, yep, that's right. It was good fun. And everyone else can do that too. If Why not join a four-wheel drive club? If you've, if you've bought a four-wheel drive or you've ever dreamed about getting a four-wheel drive and going off track. Exploring off, these. Off-piste, as yes. some people would say. Off-piste. That's a, not that, but it's that's a snow term, you know, uh -huh. okay. not on the track. But okay. yeah. anyway, um, join a four-wheel drive club because uh, there's a lot of, uh, it's a real diverse bunch of people, yep. ages and qualifications and knowledge so you always learn something yep. and join in with a few trips and and you learn so much i mean even now we're learning more and yep. and we're going to join another four drive club just to mix it up a bit to see how they do it but uh in a four-wheel drive club these days you can do accredited training as well so yep. you can learn how to operate your four-wheel drive particularly if it's one of the new ones which Ooh, has yeah. got all those these electric so, gizmo wizardry so easy these days isn't it yeah it's just point and shoot <laughs> oh yeah that's right anyway you're listening to mike and Anita on adventure before dementia and we'll be back after a word from our sponsors Oh, stress, mate. That's an impressive camper trailer. Where'd you get that? Mate, I bought it from the dirt off-road campers in Mount Barker. They specialise in Australian-made premium off-road campers designed to get you there and back in comfort and they're great to deal with too. Who are they, mate? The dirt off-road campers at 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker. Now that I've given you the dirt, I suggest you get to the dirt yourself. The dirt off-road campers. Check out the dirt. 4wd.com.au. Hills Radio Spot. Crowded House. And it's only natural. Great song. It is a good so song. Myself. Good good song, that. We're Anita and Mike, and you're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here on Hills Radio 88.9 FM until 9 o'clock this morning. And we're talking about... Group trips. Dun, dun, dun. That's it. So uh, there will come a time, of course, when you, uh, when you do a bigger trip. 
and whether it's with a four-wheel drive club or other, uh, it's important to know how to mix it up a bit just to make it, make it enjoyable for all the right reasons. Yeah. So one way you can do that is to keep a, a broad itinerary. So if you're doing a touring trip where you're, uh, let's just say you're going up to the Kimberley, Kimberley region, you want to give the group an opportunity to, to do their own thing. So yeah. while you might travel, say, from uh, from the hills to Flinders Ranges, Flinders Ranges to Cooper Pedy, for example, you might uh, duck around to all the hot spots. Uh, at camp, essentially, people can do their own thing, so they're not sort of constrained all the time. What do you think about that? Yeah, if people are doing a trip and if you want to go... Oh, I want to go over to this way. Yeah, but I want to go that way. Yep. Then say, okay, let's have a free day yep. and we'll all meet back here, uh, uh, say, in a couple of days or something, just so that people aren't pressured or something like that. Another thing was, was when we were travelling, we did meet up with people every now and then mm. and we did have our own uh, split trip. Or They went their way, we went our way and then met back at say Madaranka Springs or something like that, then I'll meet you back in Darwin after we've been in Litchfield or something like that if they don't want to do Kakadu or or whatever. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I remember one time we went away with a couple who were interested in war relics, so they were driving off the main route all the time to, to view these sort of relics. And do you like uh, seeing those sort of things, Mike? Oh, look, I've got to say I wasn't too enthused about it off the time because, you know, back then it was all about the driving. You know, I just want to drive <laughs> all day, all night. I just want to drive and all those things were di- distracting from my, my goal. But I think that's the thing about group trips. You do have to learn to be a bit flexible. Yep. And uh, who knows, you might actually learn something. That's right. Learn and something new. A little bit isn't too bad. Just no. constantly the same thing is a bit much. Yeah. Don't you think? Well, I think that's all part of making it work. You've got to be, you know, you've got to have a compromising nature, both giving and taking. That's right. That's why you've got to communicate as well. So, and mix it up like with daily trip leaders. So if you do have a big trip and there's a big group of you, why not mix it up a bit? Maybe have Absolutely. a main organiser, yep. but maybe have a co-trip leader or something yep. that changes every time. Or, And a good way to learn that is if you join a four-wheel drive club. And there is a designated trip leader or trip coordinator in four-wheel drive clubs. They organise the trips, but it's not actually them organising it. It's the people in the club that organise their own trip and invite people to come along. So a bit like a tag-along trip. Yep. And they get to do what they want to do. And, of course, people that join that trip want to do it because they've signed their name on the list. Now, the beauty of all this uh, is, and it reminds me of another story. Oh, no, not another one. (laughs) Back in 2011, we went across the Simpson Desert with a group of people. And what generally happens in these off-road exploits is the people up the front of the convoy get to see all the wildlife and the people at the back of the convoy never see it because they're scared away by then, by the time the rest of the convoy catches up. They see your dust. (laughs) That's about it. (laughs) So the beauty of uh, mixing up the convoy, particularly in these off-road situations, is that uh, the people at the front see all the wildlife, the people at the back have to... Uh, have to move through the terrain that essentially is a bit more chopped up. Yeah. So it's a little bit more challenging. So if you are an off-road enthusiast, yeah. well, I want to be up the back because yeah. it's, you know, 
Well, there's Tarlene Charlie, isn't it? That yep. brings yep. up the rear. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> but it's all... Some people don't want to lead a trip. They just want to tag along. So yep. uh, it's all about just communicating, say, hey, can I have a go? Yep. Or, and yeah. it does really engage the group as well. I mean, we all know on the trips that we've been on when there is a group leader, sometimes you can get a bit... Uh, a little bit lazy, you don't care so much where you're going, you're not following it on the map, you're just following the, the person in front essentially. So by splitting this leadership up, it does mm. require you to be a little bit more engaged on where you're going and what the route is. And uh, so it just gets people involved in short. Yep. Another thing is is that if you are leading a trip, sometimes you'll get people in your convoy that will say, oh, no, let's not go there, or oh, I don't like that, or no, you're wrong with that, that keep disagreeing with everything you're saying or doing or just want to put their input in. It's like, l- leave that back at home. Just go along with the trip, enjoy it. Let these people lead. You yep. lead it next time yep. and do something else. When it's your day, you That's can do right. that, but uh, it's someone else's day today. So That's right, because it really wrecks it for everybody. That's it. So you've got, to, you've got to go away with an open mind. That's right, and enjoy it with everybody, because everyone wants to enjoy it, not have this bickering and that all the time because that's what little kids do (laughs) but let's be honest there'll be times when we won't feeling won't be feeling our best uh whether it's Mm because we've got a cold or a headache or maybe you know well then don't get on the trip (laughs) um yeah and a lot of these trips are planned over a long period of time so you might start planning your kimberley trip for next year now oh yeah um and in between you might you know you might you might get ill. Well, it does take a lot of planning and why not discuss it with other people as well? Mm. Even if they're not coming on the trip, get other That's people's right. input on it. There will always be someone who is more enthusiastic than you. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So why not leverage that enthusiasm yeah. uh, to help plan your trip? Or say, you should have done it that way or you should do it that way or you should talk about the actual trip every night. Or not. Yeah. Okay. Let's go into... Some more words from our sponsors and then, uh, oh, let's have another song after that too and then we'll talk a bit more about keeping... What to do when yeah, it all goes wrong. Yeah, bailing out. That was Oh Mercy with Lay Everything On Me. You're listening... Everything? Yeah. You're listening to Mike and Anita here on Hills Radio 88.9 FM. That was a big breath. It was. And we're Adventure Before Dementia before... Nine o'clock. That's it. This morning. Your weekly dose of escapism into the world of four-wheel driving and Outback Escapes. That's right. And we're talking about travelling in groups or with other people. Yes, the good and the bad and the downright ugly. (laughs) Speaking of ugly, what do you do when it all comes a bit too much to bear? Uh, When the travelling parties that you're... Or maybe there just might be one... Uh, one couple in the group or one person in the group that's just wearing you down. Yep. And let's be honest, we don't save up all our money all year to go on a holiday to feel like crap. Hell no. It, it's my trip. I want to yep. enjoy it. Don't yep. bring me down, man. Don't, don't bring me down. <laughs> I want to go out there and enjoy it. And I know that not everyone will get along, but you've you've got to make the most of it while you're out there enjoying the other person's trip. Yep, isn't that's it? it. So, so let's uh, let's assume that you're keeping an open mind. You're doing your very breast breast. <laughs> I know what you've got on your mind. <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> and uh, it's just not working. So the best thing that 
one of the best things you can do at that point is just bail out. Yeah, just say, look, I've uh, had enough. Oh, is that the time? Gee, I've got to go. <laughs> yep. Now, uh, there's no need to uh, make uh, make a scene. No. And there are some great ways of, of uh, bailing out. And, is there? Yep. Tell us some. All right. One of the good things to say is that you're missing your kids or your parents are ill. Oh, okay, yes. Or the dog, if you don't have any kids. <laughs> I'm missing my dog, I've got to go. The dog's run away. <laughs> That's it. So um, just make sure after you split you don't post lots of pictures on Facebook on how you're having a great time in some other part of the country. Yeah, or be honest, just uh, sort of say, look, you know, I've had enough travelling with you guys, you're a real drag. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> or I've had enough travelling with you guys, you're just too upbeat and, and having too much fun. I'm, I'm a lot quieter than that. You're doing too much walking. I want to drive. Yeah, I like making up an excuse myself. It's, it's mm. less confrontational, Anita. Oh, I see. That's it. I think just be honest. Yeah, well, you don't want to make a scene. I let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, because <coughs> let's, let's just say we go for option number two and that you, you are honest. Uh, it's probably going to be something that's going to plague you for the rest of the trip because you're going to be thinking about what you said and what they said back. And remember, you're you're doing this to enjoy yourself, yeah. so just make it up. Yeah. Mm, mm, okay. Do it for you. Do it for the others. <laughs> do it for the rest of your holiday. <laughs> do it for all of Australia. <laughs> that's it. So yeah, it's it, it is a tricky one that one. Yeah. Uh, but um, yep. It's, it is all about you. It's your holiday and you need to enjoy it. No. And, and, and if you're not, you just have to, you have to make the hard decision. Yep. And we're not trying to put people off of travelling in groups because Absolutely it not. can be the best time ever. Yep. So it's just a matter of keeping an open mind. Yep. And especially if you're sharing it with friends or acquaintances, you get to meet or get to know those people even more because they're relaxed and they're enjoying the actual trip and sharing some of their experiences. You also get sometimes people that will just share their experiences all the time and you sort of go... Which reminds me of a story. (laughs) (laughs) Just jokes. Okay. So shall we go to another quick song and come back with the highlight of today's show and that's all about happy hour and getting everyone together? Just just a quick point before we go and that is you've always got to be thinking of that next trip. Oh, yeah. If you are not thinking about that next trip, you're not planning it, and if you're not planning it, you're not going. Isn't that why we chucked in our jobs and actually uh, and now own a shop? Because we were working for the man and weren't we just constantly thinking about holidays? Where yep. are we going to go next? Yep. What are we going to do? The problem, and I warn you in, in advance, <laughs> once you buy a great Australian off-road camper trailer and you've experienced your first outback trip, that is all you want to do. You'll become addicted. That's it. It's like a chocolate cake. You will just want more and more and more. That's it. <laughs> but it is about always getting in and yep. uh, planning that next trip so, because it does take a lot of planning. Cutting out articles on magazines that you oh, read. I or, remember that book we had. Yep. It was massive. Yep. But it so, did... The idea is is to keep that keep that book thin because <laughs> the more trips that you're planning, you can cross that one off the, off the journal, move on to the, the planning of the next one. Yep. Yeah. And get other people's input. Some Absolutely. people will say stuff that if you go there, it's... Not what they said it was. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a different opinion. But, yep, like Mike said, let's be open-minded. Yes. 
You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here on Hills Radio 88.9 FM. It's a bit of Kiss Chasey and Dinosaur. Adventure Before Dementia. Oh, stress, mate. That's an impressive camper trailer. Where'd you get that? Mate, I bought it from the dirt off-road campers in Mount Barker. They specialise in Australian-made premium off-road campers designed to get you there and back in comfort and they're great to deal with too. Who are they, mate? The dirt off-road campers at 26 Bike Crescent, Mount Barker. Now that I've given you the dirt, I suggest you get to the dirt yourself. The dirt off-road campers. Check out the dirt for wd.com.au. Hills Radio Spot. You're listening to Mike and Anita on Adventure Before Dementia on Hills Radio 88.9 FM. And today we're talking about... Group trips. Oh. We're actually doing our own group trip this weekend, so this is very topical for us um, every every year. Well, you do... For Father's Day next weekend. Yeah, anyway, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, each year we do owners gatherings so all the people that we've sold camper trailers and rooftop tents to over the year we get together for a bit of a shindig yep. um, and so we're doing that this weekend so it'll be good to get out of the office so to speak and one good thing with this is that yes we have planned some things during the day but it is totally up to the individual what they want to do we've given them i've done a few trip sheets of for instance traveling few shops markets wineries if they want to do that, they can do it, pick and choose. It's not that it's there, but it's just a rough guide of what they'd like to do because they might not know the area or no. they may know the area and say, oh, stuff that I don't want to go over there. No, they I won't go there. may not be interested in fine wine and cheese. No. They might be interested in, uh, in art galleries. Or just stay back at camp and enjoy the fire. That's it. And the camaraderie of other like-minded travellers. Yeah, or see what other people have done to their camper trailers. That's it. Or whatever's cars. Guys always hang around their cars and engines. Have you noticed that? Yeah, mate. <laughs> Should see this turbocharger <laughs> I just fitted. Oh, God. Oh, yes, OK. But another good thing is happy hour. That's it. When you get around the fire, everybody, especially after a hard day of driving and oh, walking and looking at stuff and pretty much relaxing, it's pretty exhausting. So if you get around the fire and you share a drink and some nibblies... And a bit of a chit-chat. That's right. Yeah, the problem is that not everyone is blessed with the same skills when it comes to chit-chat. <laughs> so we've put together a couple of top tips to make you the... Well, not exactly the life of the party, but certainly to uh, help you mix in with other people and I think the number one tip is that you've got to be happy oh yeah you've got to have a positive disposition yep if you exert that happiness it'll bring it back that's it people will want right? to talk to you <laughs> if you on the other hand have a negative disposition I mean you know and a grumpy sour puss that's it you'll uh, you'll be, you'll have great company but it'll only be your own oh people will go oh god Jeez, that person he's hard work isn't he Let's go talk to somebody else. Yep. So be happy would be uh, the top tip. Yep. Uh, so ditch any attitude that you might have. And don't always talk about yourself too. That's it. <laughs> if, you're, if someone comes up and says, G'day, how are you going? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I did this, I did that. Oh, I've got this. Oh, I'm really great at that. And I'm just fantastic. Yep. You've got to... Sh- other person a chance to talk. You've got to share the conversation. It's not all about you, <laughs> believe it or not. And if you want to, if you want to engage other people, you do have to ask questions. 
you ask yeah. questions. So it could be about their family, their kids, their travelling. Travelling's a good one because everyone loves to talk about where they've been. What I found, if someone asks me a question, I'll ask them the question back. Yeah, easy. So mm. you don't have to be a conversationalist expert. Well, no, but it's also because sometimes I found that if I ask someone a question... Yep. About, you know, where have you been, how long have you travelled, what sort of car, whatever. What's your favourite spot in Australia? I want them to ask it back to me. Yep. That's why I ask them. <laughs> yep. And if not, you can just uh, you can just add that in yourself. Well, my favourite, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yep. So yep. if you don't get asked, if you're just, not going to ask uh, yeah. me, I'll just do it myself. That's it. Uh, I think uh, this is a big one. You've got to monitor your alcohol consumption. <laughs> some people, well, actually, <laughs> some people do monitor the alcohol consumption and just keep going. Well, that's that's not monitoring. But anyway, I mean, let's not be prudish about this. Uh, we like a drink just as much as the next person. But if you're in a group that you don't know that well, um, alcohol may well uh, make you chatty, downright loud or somewhat <laughs> out of control. So, so, you know, That's just be aware right. of it. Uh, if you're amongst friends, well, they already know know you anyway. What you like, you drunken sod. <laughs> yep. So that's not so bad, but uh, yeah, people being people, they're always quick to judge if you don't know them. So it just I think helps just to keep a keep a lid on it. Another good thing is if you do bring a bottle of port along, which is supposedly the favourite drink late at night with a group of four wheel drivers. Share it around. Hey, let everyone have a little splash or or whatever. It's not always good just to keep it to yourself because some people sort of think, oh, okay. Oh, or even if you've got a nice uh, whiskey with uh, honey in it or something. What was that one? Anyway, share it around. Yep. You may have less at the end of the day, but uh, hell, that's what uh, sharing's all about, isn't that's it? That's right, because that, those people might then bring a bottle the next time. and. Yep. Or not. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what you might do is if you find a person in your group that has a shared skill or something that you know someone else in the group also enjoys, you might introduce them to that person by oh, saying, yeah. you know, Joe Bloggs, he's, uh, he's into uh, gem fossicking or something like that. So that in that, by doing that, you're joining other people. Yep. And that does uh, help your likability. You yes, know. yes, that's right. So just uh, keep these things in mind yep. when you're when you're trying to make conversation around the campfire, perhaps with people that you don't know, I think. Yep, share a good story, good laugh. Yep. Tell some dad jokes. Yep. <laughs> Do some charades. <laughs> Bust out some dad dancing. <laughs> well, that's right. Do some cooking. Do some cooking, that's right. Share something that you cook on the fire. Marshmallows are always a good way to... Break the ice too. What's that marshmallow recipe that you do? Oh, well, it? I'm going to do some s'mores on s'mores? the weekend. What do they call it, s'mores? Well, because you just want more. You want some more. That's right, and it's it's a mixture of marshmallows, chocolate and biscuits. It sounds like a lot of sugar to me. It is, but this time I'm going to do a marshmallow with a Rollo pushed in the centre, and if you don't know what a Rollo is, it's like a caramel chocolate wrapped in chocolate. And then someone else told me then you put a shot of Baileys in it, but I don't know how that's going to hold together. So anyway, we'll figure it out. You just have to chomp and glug. (laughs) That's right. Sharing 
Um, that's another way is that we're also going to do a camp cook-off and we've been to a few camp cook-offs and there's also been uh, up in, is it Baduri where they have the camp festival, camp oven cook-off festival? Is it Blimmin? Oh, Blimmin. I was close. Yeah, it, it had a V in it. Yeah. Uh, is to have a camp cook-off, cook off around the fire or use the fire. You don't even have to cook in a camp oven you can cook on your own burner or use a dream pot or mm-hmm. a barbecue yep. and then share that meal around. Gets everyone together and you can share recipes. And so you're talking about a shared meal? Yeah, shared meal. Yep. Which you can also sit around the fire and go, oh, yum, I really like what you cooked the other day. That was really good. We do. What's the recipe? And then you can share recipes as well. Isn't that right? That is correct. Can I tell you about an interesting... Oh, no, he's got another story. <laughs> an interesting story. Okay. Actually, uh, it's just uh, listeners to look out for a travelling yarn in the Weekender Herald this coming Thursday. As you may or may not know, we write a fortnightly column called Weekend Escapes in the Weekender Herald. And this week we're focusing on the top end. Uh, specifically Litchfield National Park and the Daly River area. So that's an area which is a beautiful place to visit. Mm. Uh, Lots of crocodiles, barramundi, uh, monsoonal rainforest, waterfalls. It's just a glorious place to be. We uh, trekked into this area through a four-wheel drive track uh, without a lot of success, I must say. It was... uh, We had a bit of an incident on our first day, but you can read all about it in this week's paper. Yeah. Well, that's about it from us today. If you want, check out uh, our Adventure Before Dementia 88.9 Facebook page for some pictures. Um, And stay tuned for the boys from Bricks and Water. They've got something exciting to announce. Dave and Cam. Here's a new one from Jack Johnson. My mind is for sale. We're not here next week because we're out camping, so there'll be a repeat. See you later.